Introducing new Benefiance Wrinkle Smoothing Eye Cream by Shiseido. Now even better to boost smoothness around the eyes. 96% saw reduced wrinkles and diminished dark circles in just seven days. Find Shiseido Benefiance Wrinkle Smoothing Eye Cream at a Macy's near you. Tested by 110 women. Today's guest, um, I'm just going to say your name first and foremost, Mark Marin is uh, on Not Cool today. Uh, Mark Marin is popular for many things, but top, I would think, yeah. is W2F podcast. Mm -hmm. You were on a hit show, Glow, which I loved you on. Thank you. And you just put out a new special on HBO. Yeah. Called From Bleak to Dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all those all are true the things. actual things. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. Um, right on the money. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Yeah. And I just want to say one thank you for being here. Yeah. Because, um, you know, before any of my guests come on, I kind of go through, you know, a catalog of what they've sure. done. Sure. You know, just to kind of see. I mean, goddamn, Mark. Yeah. Like, you're. Uh, it's I'm old. A, I get it. Yeah. I've been old. around a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've done a lot of things, and things are starting to work out in the in the starting. in the second half here. Yeah. Oh, would you really say they're just starting, just starting to like kind of get where? Which, by the way, makes sense. I'm not. That's yeah. not an asinine statement. Yeah. But would, would I say they're just starting to take off? Yeah. I don't know. Something shifted a couple of days ago. I think. Did it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think things turned around when I when the podcast sort of took hold but that took a few years it was like you know we didn't know what was going to happen and when i started the podcast it was uh you know it was dire straits man you know i was kind of broke and uh wouldn't i couldn't sell tickets so so that was the first wave of things turning around that and that settled in you know i was sort of had good cosmic timing and 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 the thing uh took off or it became sort of a staple of the medium mm -hmm. but then from that all these other things come but in terms of i think the most important thing really was for me, always, you know, once the podcast got successful, that that was how people knew me, right? They're, you're the podcast guy. And it was good, and it was an important podcast, and, you know, but I'm a comedian, and I've always been a comedian, right? So yeah. that's what I set out to do. That's what I, I've always done. So the idea that people didn't know my comedy was annoying. <laughs> you know, it was like they, and they would come to the shows and be like, you know, I wonder if you can do this. And I'm like, you know, I've been doing, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> this is what I do. You know, these like, sad sensitive people that are my fans They're like let's go support him i don't want him to be alone up there you know and uh but you know the comedy's always been good and i think i've been doing good comedy but it seems that this special has sort of landed somehow this this new one like it's it's getting attention and it's sort of i feel like it kind of put me on the map in a in a like a bigger way for the stand-up and it, 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 that that and, and and that hasn't happened in a long time. I mean, I, the Netflix specials were good and people saw them, but this feels a little different somehow. I don't know if it was the timing or the material or doing it on HBO or a combination, but I feel that there's something now. It's like now you can see what I really do. Yeah, you know, I can do interviews, but this is what I've been doing my whole life, and it, it feels like it's getting some a different kind of attention. So that's what I mean. Yeah. So that I felt that a couple of days ago, like. All right, this finally, there's the comedy special I've been working towards for what is it, 40 years, 35 years? 
yeah. 35 years. I, I don't know. What is it? When is it? When did I start doing comedy? Did you do your research? I, uh, I, <laughs> can you give me the breakdown on me? Where's your paper? Where's your... <laughs> I don't have a paper. We're winging it. Okay. Me and... Yeah, I know. I do the same thing. <laughs> I think I started getting paid as a comic in 1988. So I think the first time I really did comedy was probably in college in 84. So 88, 98, 2008, 2018. 2000, what, what's the next one? 26. So, yeah, like 37 years. Yeah. Crazy. Well. I look good, though. You look good? Yeah. You look great. <laughs> 59. <laughs> that something worked out. You That's the other thing. Great. Comedy landed, and I seem to be okay looking at my age. I think, you know, kids take it out of people, you know? Is that mine? Probably. The goddamn ring camera. It's my ring camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Maybe you get my phone and we'll turn it off, throw it over here. Yeah, I'll take the whole jacket. It's That'd be right. great if it was a hummingbird that set off. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. And it would tie all of your Oh, sweet. Then, and then I just drop dead on your podcast. <laughs> and then mics give out and a Did you find hummingbird it? flies in. This is a great jacket. You want to switch? That jacket? I know. I'm glad I got that rewaxed. <laughs> Come on. It's, a, it's like you made find of duck it? oil. It just kind of rolls off. Well, that's like one of those Filson jackets. I had to send it to the place to get it rewaxed. It's like that was before Filson sold out. You really? Oh, look, there's a text from you, Jen. I did. I drove safe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. We'll speak. Okay. There's a lot. Okay. A lot going on. Your wife just yeah. got involved. No, she's been involved the whole way. The very whole persistent. fucking way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. She's very involved. I am completely detached. <laughs> Do you see how this works? Uh, oh, I know. Thank you. No, she does. So nice to see you. You and I had some really special Yeah, we did. Shot some. Sh did some shots. I heard about it. Yeah. I heard about it. Hey, hey, easy, ladies. No, no, no. Go, on. go, go ahead. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Take it easy. Stuff. Um, no, I'm glad she she adores you just as much as. I do from so, but yeah. Here, the reason I say it's not such an asinine statement for somebody that's been doing it as long as you have, or even somebody who's been doing it twenty, to just scratch the surface yeah. of being authentic, right? And not just even authentic, because yeah. that's that's fine and well, that's great. Some people eventually do get there, some will never, right. Until they're dead in the ground, and that, and maybe they'll come back. It don't happen that lifetime, but I think like. Do you? F I know why I connected to your special and why yeah. I think that you're saying like, wow, like this seems to be the most mm. popular. It's hitting. Yeah. Um, why do you, I know you gave some like possible reasons it might? It's HBO, but but yeah, yeah. like in your gut, oh. like why do you think why? why and why me as a performer. Yeah. What What's happening with me as a performer? Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like I mean, authenticity is. It's a weird kind of buzzword, you know, and I don't know that everybody is really after that. You know, show business is really, you know, historically not about authenticity. No. It's about show business. So for me, I don't know that I ever really got into stand-up to be like a, a showman in, in the way that is required of show business, you know? And I think I've always been sort of searching for something different some sort of sense of self or I, I don't know what it just felt like it was a stage that you know the responsibility was you had to be funny uh but you know outside of that you can do whatever you want so I, I felt it would be a good place to try to figure out who I was and I and I do think in this special I'm probably and again this is not the goal for most performers mm -hmm. to to sort of like hey man you really seemed like yourself on that one <laughs> you did it you you finally got to you I guess you can stop now you know I but 
I don't think I can do it any differently. And, and I think over the course of my career, I never, I, I was always jealous of people who seem to have some sort of persona operating, you know, like, mm -hmm. like, you, uh, cause that's, that's really what standup is. I mean, I was talking to somebody about, about Chris Rock the other day, actually, I was talking to Jeff Stilson who wrote for Chris very early on. And, you know, Chris was sort of down for the count. He, you know, he couldn't, you know, he wasn't making it as a standup. And then he just started researching preachers apparently yeah. and figured out how to put on a bit, like a, a, an act, mm -hmm. like a persona. Mm -hmm. And I could never do that. I, I always believe that if you were doing it long enough, some part of you lives up there, right? Yeah. It, it locks into a mode. It's you on stage to, to whatever degree of you it is. It, it could be a caricature of you, but eventually there's a part of you, if you do the job long enough, that that, that lives up there. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the guy who does the stand-up. I don't think mine's that different than the guy I am uh, in real life, but I do, you know, I, I'm not walking around. Uh, no, it, it, it's a different groove. But, I, but to answer your question, I think that because of the nature of this special and the center section that revolves around uh, the grief part ab around uh, my my partner dying, I, I don't think there's any way to really you know, attempt to do that uh, in an inauthentic way. There, you know, there's n there's a real fine balance to that stuff, mm -hmm. and it seems like that that stuff is resonating to the point where you know, I mean, I did the CBS Morning Show. There's a lot of stuff in that special. Yeah, you know, I literally, you know talk about a guy on a couch with his finger in his ass <laughs> for a minute. I do a character yeah. that's, you know, could be a Joe Rogan fan. I, I use the word man clit <laughs> yeah, in that, in that special yep. and I'm doing the CBS morning show. So I, I think they're not focusing on that section yeah. that what seems to be resonating is, uh, <laughs> is the more emotional stuff in the middle about aging and grief. I'm not going to say to Anthony, what's his name on the CBS morning show. I was like, yeah, I get all that, but the man clip bit. Did you guys register that? Did anyone clock that at, down at CBS the morning show? I fiddled in my in my anal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm happy about that. Look, man, it's like there's like definitely like three acts to that special, and by the time you get to the death stuff, you know that other stuff seems way far away. You know, it's like it's like a full experience. That I mean, I, I'm noticing that some people are watching it two or three times because you kind of have to because yeah. you're going to get emotionally kind of you know devastated in the middle to the point where you don't even register with the beginning and i'm kind of aware of all that so i don't know i i don't know that it's everyone's goal to be authentic but it's everyone's goal to to be an effective representation of themselves and whatever the hell they're doing with their life yeah but that's what i think that's why it's again this is just my observation as somebody yeah. watching as another human on the planet and also who does comedy but i don't i agree i don't think it's every comedian's dream to be their most vulnerable self on stage but i do think on a mass level like you do appeal because every human on right. this planet again i can only speak from my ex perspective and yeah. my experience but I resonated with that. Like I resonated with, you know, kind of the tension in the when you were talking about Lynn. Yeah. Cause just to be transparent with you, my mother passed away just four months ago. Oh, sorry. So but, but that's what I'm but it's a but it's a gut level uh rawness. Yeah, you can't there's nothing you can do with that grief thing. No. But but you know, the the thing that I, I started to wrestle with you know, in my life and in the special because I was sort of isolated with mine and to a degree 
was that it, there's nothing unusual about it. Yeah. See, and, and I don't think, you know, people frame it that way. You know, it's something everyone's going to go through and, and there's nothing, it's, it's totally human to lose people, whether it's tragically or not. It's something that happens to all people. Yeah. Uh, it's just when it happens to you, it's, it's, it's gnarly because you don't, you've never had it before. No one can guide you through it, but it's a very unmanageable bunch of feelings. Yeah. But I have to assume we're built to handle it to a degree and eventually it gets easier if you don't, you know, surrender to it in, in a way that makes you unhealthy. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that part does connect and I don't think I've ever really seen anything like it. Um, but vulnerability in standup is possible, but the edge you're riding with that stuff is, I guess what the kids call cringe is that, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you could go into that. There, there seems to be some sort of weird uh, phenomenon uh, uh, among the younger people that they're finding, you know, just vulnerability in general to be awkward and, and something to be avoided. We, you know, we just spent as, you know, not, I don't know what that generation is, but it seems like the last few years, it's been all about like vulnerability, authenticity and all this stuff. And now this next generation is like, nah, I, <laughs> a, little, a little weird. <laughs> I'd rather not. And so I don't know what's going to happen to them, <laughs> but we can process like normal people. <laughs> I'm concerned about the, the cringe factor for the youngsters. They're just going to be afraid of all emotional risk. <laughs> you know what? So is that, do you think that's developed from like kind of quick splickets from like TikTok? I where do, yeah. So uh, they keep it so surface, they just roll onto the next. I do. And I, I don't like pay attention to TikTok, but my producer was telling me about how that it's sort of a thing, you know, to sort of play this vulnerability and to, to sort of, you know, decide what is and what isn't cringy. And yeah, I've, I've done so much cringy shit. What's the cringiest shit you've done? Which I appreciate you about you, by the way. Um, I, you know, it, like it's just there. There's certain risks I've I've taken on stage, and there's certain things I've done that you know didn't work. And you know the hu humiliation factor of it. I'm very aware of it, but there's no, you know, it's just gonna you just gonna have to write it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but like in retrospect. Where you can't when when you can't manage your your emotions or you take those risks on stage without belief in yourself, mm -hmm. it's the it's fucking worst. It's just like I can't think of a sadder thing than uh, like or else or how about if you're doing a really long bit and it's just not it's not <laughs> panning out, but you you can't get out of it. It's the worst. And you Long just, form pain. Yeah, and you just like, you know, you, you got to ride it out, but, you know, your belief in the bit, like, oh, my God, it, it just goes away, and then you're just sort of like, you, you I, I would say, I don't know, if we're talking about that, about that type of cringe, like, <laughs> I got sent home from Australia, and I've told this story before many years ago, and it was, <laughs> bombing is just... It happens, man. It's another level of hell. <laughs> but it's part of the job. See, like, it took me a long time to realize that. That, like, you know, it is just, an, it is part of the fucking job. And, but that feeling, you know, like you're in the main room or something, and for some reason that room, no matter how many people in it, doesn't guarantee you anything. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, you've had a string of good shows, and you go up there and you just start doing your shit, and it's just going nowhere. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, and then you feel that weird sweat on the back of your neck because you're trying to, it's you know, cold. pretend like 
you're holding it together, but everything inside of you is like, get us out of here. Abort this yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that happens yeah. still sometimes. But I, I don't know exactly what the cringiest shit is that I've done. I, but I, I've definitely, it, it always happens because of uh, realizing you're vulnerable and then becoming um, uh, insecure mm -hmm. in that moment. Publicly. Yeah. You know, like, there are people that just sort of swagger through whatever shit. You know what I mean? Any embarrassing moment, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? But like if 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 you if that vulnerability overcomes you, this sort of like, you know, help me, uh, you, you know, it's not entertaining and <laughs> people aren't going to want to hang around with you that much. You know? No, you can see the <laughs> yeah. terrified looks on yeah. their faces of, yeah, yeah. of God, this is actually happening in real time. Uh, but I guess like, well, with, yeah, so like with your special, which is a long form, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, like it was there. There's a lot of jokes in there, but it's a long form, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so, and I think you've probably answered this question because from doing my research, you've been doing a lot of, you know, podcasts, a lot of talk shows, a lot of interviews, uh, you know, kind of talking. Yeah, and I talk a lot on my own, too. A lot of talking. Yeah, a lot, a lot of talking. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of talking. Yeah. But, like, I, I think, like, what got you past that point that most people hit with really personal stuff, whether it's about your your dad, if it's yeah. family, it's sure. family, friends, it's a lot of people that covet that yeah. because they don't want to lay their cards on the table due to people won't like you. They uh, it's embarrassing. They'll think you're blank, 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 blank. Or yeah, or they think you're insensitive. Insensitive, right? Yeah. So like I guess in this particular special, how do I get past that? Well, the dad stuff. I was going to ask that, but yes. <laughs> uh, I haven't answered that really before, but you kind of asked it initially. Yeah, I did. Then, and then did I, did I interrupt you asking it a second no, time? No, not oh. at all. Not at all. I think because I have that so strongly in myself, that's, I really identify with oh, yeah? a ton. In terms of working that kind of stuff out? Working that stuff out, um, taking years to get to that pain point. It's yeah. not just something for me. I know I don't. I, I'm a slow learner. It's a slow burn for me. Like, but are you like, talking about like you know reckoning with some like childhood trauma and shit? Or all what? of it. Oh yeah. Sure, like childhood shit. You know, you get past that. Like you're like, all right, I'm in my 30s. I'll boom. All right, but then right. what's next? Personal relationships. Yeah. I'm not good at them. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm terrible at. I'm terrible at intimacy. Still, me like too. these are things that innately. From well, what I found is you just have to, you know, find relationships that accommodate your fears. <laughs> yes. And just keep it at a certain distance. <laughs> exactly, my friend. <laughs> exactly. And there's some, uh, that's, but there's some acceptance though too of like, look, man, I've, I've, I'm doing hell, my uh, best I can. Well, yeah, there's that, but you know, who the hell, like, who the hell decided that all this intimacy and trust was the, the right way to go? Because <laughs> TED talks. Books, I don't know what, movies. No, it goes beyond that. Yeah. I guess it's romance and it's a, the nature of things. But yeah, I think you do, you do what you can when you're aware of who you are and you, you know, you take the steps you want and sometimes you surprise yourself. But I mean, if, if that kind of stuff is terrifying, I mean, it takes real work. And then after a certain point, you've got to decide like, do I really want to work at this or, you know, are we okay? Are we good enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Am, I, am I missing some big mystery that, that's going to make everything make sense? I don't think so, you know. But, uh, but that's a, a little cynical and still a little guarded. And I'm a guy who's been married twice. I got no kids. And there's definitely women out in the world that don't like me. <laughs> 
because just those two bits of information that you've been married twice don't. The first wife, she's okay with me. The second wife hates my guts. But you know, there, you know, you can't. If you're out in the world and you've, you know, been around, mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna disappoint people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and you're gonna like you're gonna hurt people's feelings. You know, um, like I just saw like the the woman I was with when I, you know, I, that I basically left to be with Lynn. I just ran into her recently. And How'd that, that go? Was, uh, well, you know, I had it coming, whatever came, you know, she, <laughs> she had rehearsed something very hurtful <laughs> for a few years and Re she needed to say it. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, you yeah, okay. I had that coming. You know, you, you can have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the, then they're like, you know, a few weeks later, she's like, I think I'm ready for us to have a friendly lunch. I'm like, well, hold on. If punishment is not part of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah 15. I, I, you know, I've been through enough. You got your hits in. I took them. Where are we at with this? You know? But, oh, but working through stuff on stage, you know, I, I don't know. I've gotten into the habit of, of finding. I have fans that are, are of, a, of a sort yeah. who understand me. And, you know, I've, I've sort of gotten into the habit of workshopping stuff in relatively sa safe spaces, right? Yeah. So if I do Dynasty Typewriter for a month, Great right, right. But if I do all the Tuesdays in a month yeah. to sort of, and, my, and the people who are coming, the, my fans know that I'm going to be, you know, improvising through a couple hours of, of stuff that's on my mind, and you know, and some of it's going to be not funny. Some who knows what's going to happen, but that's the process that I I write with. So through repetition, and at the beginning, talking about Lynn was dicey and and was overly emotional and and, and not funny. But I I seem to believe that it would have to get funny. But there were times where I got choked up and it wasn't you know it wasn't going to happen. But I did do that. Like that could be considered cringe. That podcast I did three days or two days after she died, yeah. you know, where I thought it would be helpful to people to uh, to to for me to share that type of grief, which is insane. I don't know why I did that, and I can't listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine that that would go for a lot of people way up there with the in the cringe rankings. <laughs> Mark Marin, you know, sloppy crying two days after his girlfriend dies on his podcast. Yeah, you know, for all the people that helped. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So th that's how I find my way through it. But I think there's still places. Yeah, it's it's curious because like it, it, when you talk about, I think childhood trauma or 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 that vulnerability that you know got hijacked when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. You know what like. Y y you can be in touch with that. I mean, you know what it looks like, you know, but there is sort of an argument of sort of, of like, you know, what do I want? What do I want? Why do I want to bring that kid out? Like he's safe in there. You know, why do you, you know, why do you want to go all the way back to that? Yeah. To, to uh, how are you going to trust that that's not going to be re-hurt? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can get in touch with that vibe. You, you know where, whatever the fuck happened to you started. Yeah. So it's like, it's not a place where you're sort of like, I've got a day. Why not go live in that? You know, so. But I think there might be something to be said with exploring that. I don't know that I've, I think I've done it a bit. I think there's one joke of the uh, special that I think is pretty good with that. Like all of them are pretty loaded. Uh, a lot of those throwaway lines. Yeah. 
but that the joke about uh, like uh, I hate when people, you know, my peers or my age say like, "Aren't you a little too old to still be mad at your parents?" And I go, "No." <laughs> and people, they the did shit. it. But it's that—that's the voice, right? Yeah, that's the kid. <laughs> no. But so many people identify with of that. Of course, yeah. It's just not said because there's a sort of suck it up, you know, uh, uh, well-guarded toned culture. That's the enemy, you know, really. And you've never, but I mean, obviously, I would, I would imagine. Have you done work on that outside of comedy? I think so. I mean, like, look, I've gotten a therapist on and off in my life. I have. I don't. I don't feel the need to be medicated, but I've tried that in the past too. But like you know, I had a lot of other stuff going. I had the repercussions of whatever my childhood was, whether you know it was, you know, drug addiction or you know, you know, compulsive sexual behavior, all that stuff. You know, I, I've ridden through a lot of that stuff, and some of that stuff you wrestle with for your whole life. But I've been sober for a long time. But I've gone to therapists to contextualize stuff i guess because you get to a certain age where you know how you're fucked up right so you know, yeah so you can go to the therapist like i used to do a joke about that it's like <laughs> what you 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 know exactly you should know why you're there you know, <laughs> and i i think the line was like hey look i know there's a lot of stuff that we're not going to be able to unfuck <laughs> so if we can just work on the stuff that we might be able to unfuck <laughs> you're like a therapist dream come true dude well not really because they'd rather string you along i mean at least <laughs> yeah. old school therapists but you're assume. clear yeah i'm clear like it's like this is what we're working on and then when we finish that we're we're done <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna live here yeah this is not going to be a a, a long-term relationship my buddy's in couples counseling with uh, some woman and his wife just doesn't want to do it anymore so he's afraid to leave the counselor now and i'm like dude <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous, but uh, <laughs> he won't break up with the, the counselor. Well, no, he won't. He can't. He feels guilty. It's crazy. So he needs a counselor to get out. Well, they need to go counseling. to therapy. He, he needs to go to couples counseling <laughs> with the couples counselor. Uh, but no, I thought about going recently the other day, j just because you know there there's something new happening in terms of my feelings around success and stuff and it's I, I i'm not great when i feel good yeah i feel that yeah i mean i feel okay but i think i can be a little unbearable if i'm not careful and a little cocky and a little mean like you know uh, yeah. you, you don't want to be the guy who's doing well who turns into a dick <laughs> asshole. i don't know if be an asshole It'd be annoying but like i i have to figure out how to, to manage some of that stuff would you are, you are you somebody that you would say does yeah i mean are you are you a do you sabotage yourself is it are you a i don't know i used to i think i kind of am but not i don't know that i've done it in a big way lately i i think i don't know if i really am that you know i i think that i've screwed things up out of fear yeah but the people that really are wired to self-sabotage have a real blind spot about it yeah. and they, they generally just don't know why they can't make things work yeah where if you know them you're like oh because you don't finish anything or you don't you know you, why don't you put your cd out like what do you think's going to happen why don't you know why don't you manifest mm -hmm. uh if you've got the goods 
I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that's stuck in that loop of sort of like, I don't get it, man. It's just not working out for me. Yeah. Well, you don't have a, it sounds like you don't have a blind spot. Like you've kind of. Oh, no, I think I, I have a blind spot because I'm starting to realize, like in looking back on my life, that I must have been a pretty annoying fuck. I don't know, man. It's cool. Like when I really think about like the number of people that had just had enough of me, you know, like I don't like there's like there's a couple of things where I don't know what I did, but you know, I think I was pretty self-involved. Yeah. You know, in relationship, but I used to the woman that I married, the first wife before I married her, when I first started working as a comic. And that's the thing. It's like I forget that, like, I've been doing this since I was a kid, mm -hmm. since, like, 1986 or something. Yeah. And all I thought about was comedy. And we're not giving people. We're not, you know, we don't work well with others. We're, we're a bad emotional investment, <laughs> you know. And all I'm thinking about is running around, doing comedy, writing in my notebook, you know, like, <laughs> drinking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and, like, just... But I had this girlfriend, and, uh, like, I used to... When I first started working in New York... I couldn't get on at the a lot of the clubs, so I was going back up to the New England area to get paid work. That's because that's where I did the one nighters and stuff. So I'd go up there every weekend just to make money. And this is like eighty eighty eight, and I would stay at my girlfriend's house yeah. at her apartment, and she lived with like one, two, or three other people, and I would just go up there and stay with her on the weekends. But at some point uh, during that time. All of the roommates, you know, sat me down and said, you can't be here anymore. And I can't to this day, like I keep thinking about it, like, what did I do? <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, why not? And, I'm, and they're like, we just, and one the guy, he just goes, we, we just don't like you. Okay. And I'm like, I'll pay rent. And they're like, no, you, we don't want you. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So it takes two to tango. I must have done something. I must have had some vibe. But uh, but there are moments of of that in my life, and certainly the relationship I had with my second wife. Like, I, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but um, why did I bring it up? It's just oh, the blind spot. So yeah, I I don't know that I have had a a real uh, true amount of self awareness, you know. And now that I'm trying to look back and figure out. What what was wrong with me? I I still can't really figure it out because I I've always framed myself as like I'm a pretty good guy, you know. I'm actually, it's like no, you weren't really. <laughs> there seems to be a pretty good chunk of time where you know all all the evidence indicates you weren't the greatest guy in the world. Set summer in motion with the most adventurous Honda vehicles yet, like the Passport and Pilot Trail Sport, and the Ridgeline, built for better off-road performance and engineered for more adventure. Summer's here. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Pilot, a 2.9% APR on a 2023 Passport, and a 0.9% APR on a 2023 Ridgeline. Buy online, reserve from select dealers, or visit your local Honda dealer today. See dealer for financing details. But do you think that is anything? How long are you sober, by the way? 23 years, I think. 23 years. Right? It's going to be 24. What is this? 99 so it's gonna be 24 in august okay do you do like the program yeah do i do i did you know I, i'm still engaged i don't go to meetings that much but i, I generally are, am in touch with sober people you know one of my best friends is sober if i have i still have a sponsor somewhere that i can use <laughs> yeah. if i if necessary <laughs> I, I have i have sober 
uh, uh, fingers. If I need to call somebody, I can do it. And I know how to go to meetings. I'm not adverse to it. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't feel like I'm going to drink. I, I got other problems. If I really wanted to take care of some business, I would go to some other type of meetings. Yeah. Well, you, you're, I'm sober myself. It's kind of why I knew that. How long have you got? 20 years. Oh, yeah. So we're good. We're solid. Now we're just fucked up people. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> now you just have the awareness that you're fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's all right there. Yeah, it's right Oh, this there. is why I drank. <laughs> yeah. But I guess since since doing the special, since the sobriety, since all this stuff, and you're at where you're at in your life, and you're seeing success, and you're seeing a lot of positive feedback from, I don't, I would say taking a risk and talking about yeah, no, for sure, yeah, I think it was a pretty risky special. <clears throat> Does it make you want to dig deeper and do more shit like that? Like actually, that lately I've been thinking I just want to do like a boring, a mundane clean hour. I just want to do my version of like, what, what's with these colored pens? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go or what happens now, you know, because like, I, I've, I feel like I've been talking about the similar subjects for many years yeah. and it's sort of an ongoing conversation, but I think some of them kind of uh, got completed in this special. So I don't really know what happens now. I guess there's a level of honesty I could get into about my life now that would be interesting, you know, to be like, you know, I, I'm seeing a woman that's like 34 and I'm an old man. What's that about? Is it wrong? I don't think so. <laughs> Do other people? A little. It's interesting to be, to explore that kind of stuff. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if, the, if it's like a smart the bit of a investigation comedically. But there's something that really bothers me. Look, I'm an old dude with no kids, and I still have some life force. Yeah. And when when people criticize men for dating younger women, it's sort of like you're talking about them like they have no agency. So if you if you're going to be critical of that dynamic and it concerns you about the woman, maybe change the age of consent to thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's not. I mean, thirty four yeah. is yeah, not. Yeah. It's a, yeah, but it's a little weird. And, and I used to do jokes about it, though, about like, about how like, you know, it's not the when you see those kind of relationships, they always assume like they know what that's about. But what if the old man's in love with her? Like, he's the one that's really going to be in trouble. You know, I used to, it was a joke about I used to just joke about like uh, me with a, a, a getting older with a younger woman. And it's just it's me following her going like, what, what's this band called? Is it? <laughs> Is this going to be a seated engagement? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you, well, I, you know, the thing is, like you said, you have there's life force about you, and I think, you know, as a again another human with emotions, it feels like it from a outside perspective yeah. that you're going to have to you're swimming in this area for a little while because this is where you're at. Well, yeah, it's, and also post grief and what do you want out of a relationship yeah. and you, you know because you know that was pretty shattering because you know Lynn was I in in from what I could tell and what I we felt was you know would have that was what the life was going to be. We were kindred spirits. We both had, you know, similar sort of um you know creative and uh, uh goals and we were you know close in age and I, it was all like hey man look at this is really going to work out and then the worst thing that could happen happens so i guess maybe there's something about 
the age I'm at and the 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 type of uh, emotional expectations I have, like, or you know, what and what is normal and what should you be looking for? There's this idea yeah. that you, you know, like that uh, about relationship and about uh, uh, what is good and what isn't good. I don't know. It ultimately comes down to you know whatever floats your fucking boat, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. You know, it's like you can't judge yourself against other people or buckle yeah. to a, a certain, you know, a sense of of normalcy, whatever that is, because, you know, life is short and weird. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I'm not really pressuring myself with new material. I'm just kind of, um, I don't think I'm, what, what's the word I want? I don't think I'm, uh, um, I can't, why can't I think? Words come and go. I don't think I'm being lazy about it. I'm doing new stuff, but I'm I'm not you know, I'm not really you know, I'm just I'm just enjoying being uh, you know, funny and and being kind of easy about the new stuff. Yeah. And just kind of having a good time. Well, I'm not slacking, but I'm not, you know, really, you know, going after anything. Yeah, but don't you think that's healthy because you yeah. just you just output a massive creative endeavor which is not you know which yeah. is a lot of up up uprooting of sure the insides but, of you but i loved it i mean the yeah. whole part but it wasn't uprooted by the time you know like by the time i shot that special you know that stuff was dug in i was it was safe it was comfortable i had control over it yeah so like you know whatever risks were taken to make that material were done like over a long period of time and by the time i did the show you know, it, it, I was I was in control. There was nothing. The, there was a couple of things that got improvised that night that are pretty f great, but but I was not afraid of anything. Was so one of the improvised moments, you walked over to the camera. You almost walked to the camera, and I feel like somebody said something in the audience because I was wondering this when I was watching this. Oh special. yeah, right, right. I'll get back to it when I said uh, uh, no, no. I can get back to the pain or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder what was that an improvised thing? I think that was because I decided somebody, you know, was you know, I pivoted somehow, <laughs> and 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 then I projected some sort of concern, like you know. But he was just talking about something so and I'm like, hey, I get, we go back. It's, not, it's right there. But no, the improvised ones was that uh the the one that was really special. Cause that to me that's the gift of it all. Like if something happens where that you don't anticipate, which you know is really what you're what I'm working for. It's like when because cause I write on stage, so I don't know where the jokes are gonna come from. They're yeah. delivered, right? But uh but that that moment with the 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 board op in Ireland where she said this never happened before. And I said, it's weird because she's usually a bird. <laughs> that yeah, was I, the best. <laughs> that would that bit. that happened that night. The bird that she's usually a bird. That never happened before. I, I, was, I was so happy about it. It was it really tied it up. So brilliant. And yeah. did that actually happen with the lights in Ireland? It did, yeah. And with the mic in Texas. But you know, that I can understand mic problems more than I can understand fucking light problems. But then your light bulb went out in the hotel. Yeah, dude. I mean, right? that's like a trifecta almost. What the fuck? I yeah. always, but well, and I, I really related to that too, especially, and I think on a worldwide level, for some reason, hummingbirds have become yeah. like this, this uh, sim symbol. Yeah, a lot of people have emailed me about birds, butterflies, butterflies. Things. Some guy emailed me, so like his wife's been dead 10 years and uh, he's remarried, but the ex, the dead wife still uh, moves things around in the house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> how's your how's your current wife feel about that 
so amazing and relatable and it it you know i've reached it for my own grief path you know it's yeah. like i'm all my wiring's messed up right now and i'm okay with it you know i'm yeah. like all right i've never been here before it was my mom yeah but you know, it's it's it was so it made me laugh. It kind of released that own tension valve in me. Oh, good. Well, that's what the goal is. You know? For sure. I mean, that. But that I don't. That for me, that's the name of the game. It's not for everybody, but that's why I really enjoy what you did. And I think a lot of people are enjoying it because everybody walks around. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna speak for the world. I walk around with a, a release valve all the time. Yeah, you need it. With my own stuff. So yeah, everyone's you... in sort of a little mild to extreme PTSD of yeah. some kind. You know, just from, you know, waking up. Yeah. And turning on your phone. You just trigger everything. <laughs> fucking triggering. <laughs> you might as well just bash yourself in the face with your phone when you wake up. That's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking worst. <laughs> but you kind of, and we'll get to the qu questions that your fans um, asked of you, but what I like about listening to kind of what drove you to do comedy um, was it, you watching comics talk about really complicated, oh yeah, horrible life Or just stuff. like putting things into perspective you know in yeah. a very simple way things that are you know daunting whether it be you know love war death all this stuff like you know when i watch comics i'm like all i knew is like they got a handle on this and then <laughs> when you become one and you know them they do not <laughs> they just it's all, it's all very fleeting <laughs> it's so not good yeah yeah but they're trying yeah and they share that that journey with you yeah, yeah. so that's what you did for me Okay. So good. how you did that, you know, what started you and when I was watching you, just something as simple as one one word, one, you know, the way you state it, the how you put it, it's just like that's <laughs> she has a group of fucking hummingbird friends. Like yeah, when, yeah. when did the, well, the I've seen that people? goddamn hummingbird. <laughs> same one yeah. ten thousand times before my mom died. And now yeah. that's Gail. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be. How is it? Who are the other ones? Every butterfly, I'm like mom. Yeah, like it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I saw it like I when I after she died. I don't remember how many months or weeks it was, but I went to Taos. Yeah, and I was hiking by myself, and the way those aspen trees kind of like it was like everything was sort of like okay, I know <laughs> how you doing, Lynn. You know, it's like crazy, but I think it's normal. I think that's where that I think that type of 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 comfort from you know the 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 whatever it is whatever the frequency of life is that that you know is is innocent enough for you to believe as a channel for your people you've lost i mean i have to assume that's been going on since the beginning of consciousness and somehow or another that's how you know belief in spirituality evolved yeah was that inability to explain uh the pain of grief and also what happens to people this idea there has to be more or they have to be still around or but maybe not i don't know whatever you got to do do you have a belief in that no i don't you know and i and i i i don't have one that's dug in yeah i i kind of uh, am rudderless with that stuff but i i'm definitely of of a more atheistic um ilk but but you know there there you know in different periods of my life i i, I have my brain has really tried to put order onto things, and, yeah. and and it's okay. It's entertaining for a while, yeah. you know. And yeah. sometimes things are unexplainable, but 
they're probably explainable if you really did the math on them. Yeah. You know? But it's okay. You know, poetry's good. <laughs> Which is also in your special about the poems and your father. Was it no your father in law? Oh. Was it no 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 no? Was oh yeah, oh that's right. My that was my 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 uh my mom's boyfriend. When he spoke him. <laughs> Please go watch Mark Maron's special. I wonder if how I wonder how he's, dark. I wonder how he took it. I asked my mother and she said he was okay, but I don't know. He spoke in poem. That's a poem. Like yeah. it was Oh, these aren't you know, these aren't stories. <laughs> these are poems. That guy. I hope he's okay. We were just starting to get along, me and that guy, after twenty years, man. Probably rough. threw a wrench in it. I was gonna just this throw a wrench yeah. in your all's relationship. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll I'll sabotage myself like that sometimes. In relationships? Sure. Because they're difficult. Yeah, because, you know, you don't want to get too close. You might as well fuck it up before that happens. I feel that. So, I mean, I do. Well, and then I'll get to because you're such an intriguing person to me. Um, because uh, I respect where you're coming from and how you do it. Thanks. And, uh, but speaking of, since you're in a, you're in a new relationship. Yep. And well, it's weird. It just kind of is evolving and ongoing. You know, I didn't think it would happen. It was sort of like one of these things a few months after Lynn passed away, I was getting a lot of emails from fans and people, and I got an email from a woman that had this amazing name. So I'm like, how could that person be bad? And I, I responded, and we you know, kind of hung out. We went on a hike and stuff. And then it just became this sort of COVID grief thing. Like, she knew where I was at, and I couldn't handle much, but, you know, she was like didn't cause me any drama and, and we just hung out and it just kept going and now it seems to have gotten kind of deeper you know and it's uh it's 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 kind of I can't quite understand it but it's okay yeah well yeah. do you think because the what Lynn kind of gave to you and the passing away of Lynn and that part of life kind of deepening you know kind of breaking your yeah. rib cage open a little bit more to yeah. you know soften yeah yourself do you think that it, did that have any effect on your relationship now? I don't know, you know, because, like, you, you know, I think we were both sort of expecting for it to kind of fizzle out, you know, because, uh, but I'm, I'm not good at that. Like, you know, I've been in relationships for years that I should have broken up a month into. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, why? I didn't even like you. <laughs> why fucking every? Why do we all do that? What? Is, I don't know if everyone does it, but I, I try not to look at it as a waste of time. <laughs> but uh, please write a book. Oh no! What yeah. am I going to write a book about? But it didn't really happen that way, and I've grown to appreciate her, and I'm very grateful for her. And you know, I'm at a point in my life where you know we get along well. She's not really, you know, like she's not pressuring many in, in any weird way she doesn't want kids and she's a decent person and she's got her own struggles and stuff but like you know I can make her life easier and we we have a good um, uh, sort of relationship in, in in a way in a lot of ways and it's okay so I don't know if my heart's open anymore but I'm in in terms of like I, I don't know if what's happening here is something uh, directly relatable but I, I've definitely um, uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's not you know. Sadly, a lot of times it seems as I get older that I, if it if the relationship doesn't cause me much trouble, <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice a little you know crazy passion for just sort of <laughs> no drama. No drama. 
Isn't that the name of the game, though, man? Yeah, yeah. When you've been on the planet long enough, you're like, "Ah, that's it. Well, but but there's still party that's sort of like, oh, look at the crazy girl. (laughs) You're like, hey. And then, like, within minutes, you're like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) But, like, you didn't used to do that. That could go on for a fucking year. Yeah. Just, you know, you've got changing locks on your door. Yeah, you know, like, which is exciting. It's totally. <laughs> Nothing funner than uh, the your first restraining order. That's uh, <laughs> that's a big breakthrough for people of a certain type. I love a good restraining order. <laughs> it's my blood pumping. Uh, yeah. Feels alive. Yeah, yeah. That's really taking action. <laughs> that's really, That's some boundaries. I've been a drive buyer. I've been on the other side to it. I think I have too. Yeah, I think I've been a little obsessive. Obsessive is where you're just like screaming at somebody like, "I don't understand why we're not together." (laughs) Why are you driving by my house? Hmm? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that shit. Because (laughs) I love you. Can't you you see it? Yeah, you know how you feel about. I remember I tried to break up with a woman (laughs) In, in my car. It's like, always every, in the car. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and like, uh, and she was like, you know, uh, she's all right. I, I, you don't need a lot of backstory. <laughs> but she was like in, in the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the sex work business, you know, in some capacity. <laughs> and I, I don't know how that happened. I think I was just, I used to do a joke about it. Like I said, I'm dating a sex worker. I don't know if that means I'm evolving or dead inside. <laughs> but, but uh, but I was in my car and I was just breaking up with her and she's just listening to me and she's like, I don't, you know, it's like, I don't think we're there. And I'm like, no, I really, you know, I, I think we really, I really need to break up with you. And I started crying. <laughs> but she thought like, oh, you're so, oh, this is so sweet. I'm like, no, I really need you to, to go. She said, no, look at you, you're crying. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, she wouldn't let me break up with her and I started crying and she thought that was me emoting somehow (laughs) that meant we should be together girls have a different wiring mark I know you're like so you're trying to tell me that you really love me really need me you're crying (laughs) you're like reaching across to open the door to kick the fuck out of the car Oh, my God. Well, good. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're all right right I now. am okay. Happy is an, is an overstatement. I mean, just you're comfortable. telling me. Yeah, I'm okay. Just comfortable. I guess I like I'm kind of happy. Like, uh, I guess. I'm harried, but happy. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. What, all right, so. The, how many are those? We're not there. I'm not going to do all these. I just kind of find some good ones? So, I, yeah, so this is the part where I, I take Mark's fans who have written in to ask him questions. <clears throat> so this one's from at <laughs> Bustle in Your Head Giro, obviously. Hmm. What's your favorite story about Sam Kennison or Boston U86? Sam Kennison, I've told that story a million times, but we don't need to do that. Boston yeah. University, 86? Yeah, yeah. I, they're, ve- they're, they're keen on a lot about you. That's that pretty detailed, I think. Wow, I, I think that was, wasn't that the year I graduated Boston University, that last year of, uh, there's some weird thing that stands up, but I don't know if it's my, the favorite thing about Boston University 86, but I was, I was living like right near campus, kind of in a dark apartment on Carlton Street around the corner from the Busy Bee restaurant on Beacon, and I used to work at a place called Edibles up on, in Coolidge Corner, and sometimes I would walk up there 
And I just remember there was one time I was, and I don't even know why I was wearing this, but I had this Leonard Skinner jersey shirt. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, it like, had like a Confederate skull guy on it. Yes. And I was wearing like mirror sunglasses. <laughs> And I had a bandana around my head. Fuck yeah, Mark. Yeah, but this is like after I went through like, uh, you know, fun round glasses, you know, <laughs> trench coat, Mark. And like, and I was hung over and fucked up and I'm walk, <laughs> walking to my grill work job. And it was just one of these moments where <laughs> I've walked past a, like a, a, a window that I could see myself in. And I'm like, Who the, what the fuck am I doing? Who the fuck am I? I mean... <laughs> Why am I walking around in the world like this? What do I think I am? Cringe, as the kids totally. Say. This is the cringe. Ugh. But now you would blend. Now I can like I can listen to Skinnerd without feeling like I need to live Skinnerd. I guess. <laughs> but the fact that that happened after the poetry phase and the theater phase, and you know, just like I'm going back to this. <laughs> How long did that phase last? Not long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Smoking those cigarettes. Just, like it was maybe it was just a day, but it was just like it was an odd day. Just <laughs> you tried on yeah. free bird for one yeah. fucking day. Yeah. yeah. At that age, I, you know, I'd gotten out of high school. I was years out of high school. Yeah. I thought now, now it's time I'm gonna do the free bird thing <laughs> for one day. For a day. I do still have the shirt because now I'm like, that would be, be worth, a lot, a, worth lot a lot of money. money. No, yeah. the shirt is probably what drove me to do it. I was probably just going through my shirts and I'm like, yeah, this is what today is. <laughs> it's great. I'm a big vintage shirt person oh, yeah. myself. But that I don't shirt... have any vintage shirts anymore, but I, I, I have some stashed. I have a lot of old comedy club shirts that I, I've got. I've, I forgot that I, I moved a lot of my T-shirts to a, uh, you know, a, a different bag, but I don't have any old concert tees really. Yeah, I had a fucking Tom Petty uh, tee from the last tour, and I, and I don't know where it is. I know. It's okay. Jen just cried one single tear of like, where yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it is. <laughs> All right, so this is from at DMA Web, top interview guest on your wish list that you have not spoken with yet. Who would that be? Right now, I really want to talk to Kelly Reichart, uh, and maybe that will happen it seems possible she's a film director and i've just been obsessed with her movies um so like that's really at the top of my brain in terms of people i want to talk to it's you know i've talked to a lot of people and and yeah. there's still a few people that there's always people I, I i want to talk to i don't always know who they are but i seem mildly obsessed with her movies so that needs to happen yeah yeah all right that's a good one. last question then we'll I'll ask you one more question, and then we'll draw, and then you'll be done. Okay. Oh. So this is from at Doodle Monkey. What drives you to get up in the morning? Is it fear? Is it inspiration? Both? Maybe uh, your love for breakfast, they say. I don't know, but I get up early. What drives you to get up in the morning? I yeah. think that's sort of a natural event. You're hoping. You're hoping that <laughs> you that your body wants to wake up. Is really so... I don't know what's driving me to do it. It's just <laughs> biological, like, oh, I'm up. <laughs> like, you know, you're hoping for that. But maybe you want what you're asking what drives me to get out of bed. That was your motivation. I've I have crying cats. You know, the cats are, you know, they're they need uh, attention. And yeah, you know, generally I like getting up. You know, I get up and, and I get going. Like and, and now I've you know, I I get in the habit of exercising first thing and now that I'm not eating meat, it seems like uh, I'm excited about different variations of oatmeal, 
whether it's overnight or hot. Just the little things. It, it is. <laughs> it really totally is. is. A lot of little things. A lot of little things. Uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I like doing bullshit stuff. Like I, a full day, like, you know, I'll go to two or three supermarkets. I'll fix something in the house. I'll play some guitar. I mean, like, someone asked me, like, why don't you get a personal assistant? I'm like, what would I do with my life? <laughs> that's, the, that's the bulk of my life is just, like, doing dumb shit yeah. that needs to be done. I don't, like, that, that keeps you human. Yeah. How can you ask somebody, like, hey, could you just bring this over to the cleaners? I don't understand it, but I know a lot of people yeah, do. Yeah. Could you I go send the thing to uh, my family for me? Or whatever. I just think you would be disconnected and disenchanted. No, you might as well retire. Yeah. Retire from life. Yeah. Don't do anything. Because, like, that's... Don't the, wake up in the morning. That's what I mean. Just stay in fucking bed. There's nothing to learn for you today. I can't do that. I can't do the stay in bed thing. Yeah. So this is, so we're gonna, uh, this is the part where we draw. The no look draw. Okay, so, <clears throat> Mark, obviously the name of this podcast, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you, but the name of this podcast is called Not Cool. And so I always ask. I've been not cool. So that, so, I will, that's the question of like, yeah. what is the most not cool thing about you? Because most of the, all of my guests are very, um, extremely talented artist um in all ways like you're a musician you're a obviously a performer an actor so many things yeah so is what makes you not cool what is what is not something not cool about you i have a history of bad clothing choices <laughs> and they're on television so if you want to know what's not cool about me go look at like almost any conan appearance <laughs> from 1995 to the early aughts, <laughs> a lot of leather pants. It's just a it's a celebration of cringe through outfits. <laughs> I want that to be the name of your next special. <laughs> the celebration of cringe. Cringe, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. We actually did watch an old Conan. Are we supposed to be drawing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No pressure though. Literally no pressure. Uh, it's just a. It's just an. It's just fun. Thing. This is like the fun thing where you do something, and well, because yeah, I'm a visual judged. artist. Right. Yeah. So I think it's also, you know, something that you do to get out of like one part of your brain uh, and have a little bit of freedom. OK, so what's the other question? I didn't know we'd still be talking <laughs> through this. I lose a lot of guests on this part. <clears throat> well, Jen and I actually did watch a, a Conan thing. Have you My seen? old Conan? Yeah, it was like in 2008. Oh, yeah. Which one was that? You were, uh, you were. Was it a cringy still, one? It wasn't cringy, no. But it was definitely you. You had a different uh, energy about you, a different. Oh yeah. I wouldn't say a persona. You were still pretty pissed, you know. But like you were. <laughs> yeah. You had a lot of. You say something a lot. You're like coming in hot. Like that was you were coming in. Yeah, always on coming. Hot. <laughs> yeah. So and you. Um, yeah, you had a lot of hair. There was still a lot of hair going. But yeah, yeah you just seemed you were. Fiery, and you seem a little more relaxed these days. Is what I can I still say. get pretty worked up. I did. You, did you watch me? I was on Fallon recently. I and, did. Uh, and um, uh, I thought it was uh, oh, tough nose. No, it's the, you're not the problem. No, I'm the I'm problem. Understand. No, it's all good. It doesn't. It it can look like a Quasimodo with fucking octopus arms. It doesn't matter. It's then why are we doing it if it doesn't matter? If this isn't because, important, why are we doing it? Because nothing's important. 
we're just you know doing it and so the the point of this is that after so you'll sign it i'll sign it and then we are eventually putting all of these paintings up for a bid for your fans and then the money that mm. whatever it is will go to uh, an organization or, or somewhere of your choice right. I, I love i feel like that exhausts you just a little bit yeah no huh <laughs> Have you ever? Do you ever paint? Are you a drawer? You're everything else. Mm. Do you ever? Do you ever? My, uh, my mom was sort of a, uh, an artist, so uh oh, I just ruined it with it's this okay. with this color. The whole thing. My, mine's. It's not. Mine's not good. It's not good. That's what I mean. There's no pressure. <clears throat> are we You're, done yet? I'm done. You, you are. Can do whatever you want, Mark. Your mom's an artist. Is she still doing stuff? Yeah, I think she might have started painting again. She was okay. All right. She was okay. It's great. I love it. That's good. You d you honored the no looking thing better than me. I did. Yeah. I've done this. I've done this a few times though. Yeah. I've done this. This is not my first rodeo yeah. with these. And you know what? And honestly, they all kind of look alike. No, so. but the, you get the vibe. There's a vibe to it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's good exercise. Thank you, sir. Um. All right. Oof. So I guess I mean you're so popular. I hate even doing this part with people at your level. Um. That, but where, if people wanted to f what? find you, where would they? Where would where, where, where can they find you? Uh, about tell them about your special and where you'll be next. My watch is broken. I think. Um, where can they find me? I'm at wtfpod.com. You can find me there. Um, I'm not really doing dates, but I'm here at the comedy store a bit. The special is on HBO and will be for as long as HBO exists, I guess. Um, yeah, on the podcast twice a week. When's this going up now? Today? Uh, no. not this Monday, but the following oh. Monday. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be on, but you can uh, listen to the podcast. Why is my watch broken? <laughs> Maybe it's Lynn. Something broke. See, there's I, Lynn breaking your electronics again. Oh, now I got to call the watch guy. All right. Thank you for coming, Mark Marin. I adore you. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Sorry to get distracted. No, no. <laughs> with the expensive toy that I bought because someone talked me into it. Now I got to go to the expensive toy fixing place. I'm glad it ended on you begrudgingly being pissed off. It's a perfect button. Start. That's, it ended how it started. That's the name of your other podcast, The Perfect Button. Just a, a picture of someone's bow. I, whatever you know what okay, some bro, days are it, good some days aren't some days it flows like, like a waterfall it. okay <laughs> <laughs> you get it hey everybody you want more not cool then go to instagram and subscribe to not cool pod and or on my own personal page which is sarah highland rosenstein and to watch the full videos of the podcast subscribe to the comedy store channel on youtube and please don't forget to rate and review and of course subscribe thanks for listening and watching you guys stay not cool